You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. If you are someone who manages teams of more than 10 people, then you might want to listen up because this is going to be a game changer for your team's ability to get stuff done. You'll save time with ClickUp, the one app to replace them all. ClickUp is a collaborative work hub that brings together everything organizations, managers, and teams need to do to work faster and better all in one place. It helps you with your tasks, projects, docs, goals, spreadsheets, and more. Help your team of 10 plus to be more efficient and productive with ClickUp. Use code THEO to get 15% off ClickUp's massive unlimited plan for a year, meaning you can start reclaiming your time for under $5 a month. Sign up today at ClickUp.com and use code THEO. Take your productivity to the next level with ClickUp today. Blue Chew, gotta let you know about it. Blue Chew, baby, when it's time for sex, you get that edible. Get that appetizer, baby. You know what I'm saying? Get that little, uh, that nugget. That azul nougat, baby, that blue nugget. That Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost, man, baby. I pop one of these little danger, these little danger pebbles and I get in, I get, I get, I mean, I don't have a date or anything, but I, it works. Uh, and here is a special guys. I want to tell you about it. Try blue chew free when you use our promo code T H E O at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code Theo to receive your first month free. I'm telling you this, if you got a husband or hell, if you got a wife that, that, you know, She's wilding, you know. But if you got a husband that uh, that has a wiener, and um, and you think he might be able to use that perk every now and then and get him that perk pebble, baby, you know what I'm saying? It's a great gift. I've got some new tour dates to announce. I'll be in Las Vegas on June 30th and July 2nd at the Encore Theater. Uh, that's right around. They have a MMA. They have UFC that weekend. We've also added a sixth show in Austin on June 8th, and a fourth show in Houston on March 23rd. Tickets for those shows are all on sale now. Please buy through theovon.com slash tour to make sure that you get fair and accurate pricing. And uh, thank you guys so much for all of your support. It's been awesome. All right, we got some new merch to tell you about. Uh, we got the Vintage Rat Tee, the Hunting Club Hoodies and Hats, if you like to get out there with that gunpowder 
as well as some new colors in the BGTY Be Good to Yourself collection. Get that and more at TheoVonStore.com. And uh, thanks for repping. Today's guest is that young leader. Um, he was named a Forbes 30 under 30 list. Uh, he's a content creator, prankster. Um, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he's a uh, co-founder of the Nelk Boys and of the Full Send podcast. Uh, I'm grateful to be able to spend some time with him. Today's guest is Mr. Kyle Foregard. I don't know if any like people say stop drinking water past like 7 p.m. or some shit. Yeah, I just I love water. Yeah, I like it. Like people are like, yo, you need to drink more water and shit. Like they always complain, but I I don't have that issue honestly. Yeah, I'm just the hydrated guy straight up. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. I'd say so. That's good. Yeah, I think it's good. Do you like to swim though? Um, if it's hot out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not the best swimmer, but yeah, I'm not. I'll I'll get in there, do a little front crawl. Yeah. Little doggy paddle. Yeah. I'm not the best swimmer. I'm usually kind of in the urban section of the of the or whatever, you know. The what does mid- that mean? Like people that can't swim? Or I don't know. I wouldn't say that, but I would say like, yeah, if they had like a Memphis area of the pool, I think that's kind of where I'm usually <laughs> hanging out at. You know, like I feel you. When I get into the deep end, it is like a, I mean, I I'm swimming with every my legs become arms. I'm using every. It's almost like I'm trying to stay out of the water. Okay, you know, I feel you. So, um. Kyle Forgard, thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, good to see you, dude. So um, I just wanted to start some of my audience are, and some people in the world, I think you hear Nelk all the time, right? So just what is it? Um, I guess there's there's different layers to Nelk. I guess with like the content side, Nelk is like, you know, it's a group of guys basically just doing stupid shit. I guess people say that we're this generation's jackass, which is like a huge compliment, I'd say too. But I mean, I think they do more like crazier stunts like shit we could never do and we're more like kind of pranks and partying and just honestly just like vlogging our life type shit and yeah we have a big youtube channel that has like almost 8 million subscribers now which we started 10 years ago wow so we have that we're just uploading funny shit on instagram youtube yeah. and then yeah the kind of i think what separates us is like we never really made a lot of money off youtube because we were quote unquote R rated. Oh, because they flagged it. Because they flagged it, yeah. So you know, everyone complains now, like, oh, I don't make money off YouTube. Yeah. But to me, that's like an old song and dance. Like we've been dealing with that for like our whole career. So for me, that's like repetitive to hear now. So, but it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we had to get smart and kind of build businesses around our content in order to like you know fund our operation. Right. So I think the fact that we weren't making money, like our fans really. No one understood it. They're like, why? Like, why can't they just find ads that are like 18 plus or some shit? But it, there was no ads ever. So we kind of just started our own businesses like merch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think people really fucked with it. You know, we were kind of like the underdogs. Ah, I see. So yeah, there was that. Yeah, because like the send it, full send, all of that, that became a lot of y'all's. That was like one of the merch lines, right? Yeah, full send. That, okay. That's like something that, I don't know if we invented it, but we kind of like coined it. Yeah. And shit. And we started saying it in videos and then- it kind of became something bigger than us. Yeah. You know? Oh, I was at a funeral one time and the kid was, <laughs> yeah, it was like a, 
like a 22 year old dude who's getting buried and uh his stepdad was like sent send him he sent it yeah <laughs> yeah i was like damn bro fuck that funeral was probably lit i was like fucking turn up dude dude i was at a funeral one time um and they uh the dj or whatever had like a stroke or something in there dude and he like when he hit the machine it played like a nelly song in the fucking uh in the uh service you know what uh, it what? was that song like apple bottom jean you know what i'm talking about that's low by t-pain oh sorry so that's yeah. what it was it was yeah so everybody's just sitting there and people's crying and stuff and fucking randall's dead dude and every, suddenly you just hear a fucking <laughs> apple, and people are like what's going on and people are like yelling or like kind of pointing over that area and the guy in there i mean it's sad but he'd had a stroke you know and really like yeah because he was just you know running the i guess he had an electric organ or whatever you know but that's i don't know god sometimes like has like funny stuff he does um, so how did Nelk start? I just, because I think there's a lot of audience that doesn't know, you for know, sure, and so I just sure, want my yeah. audience to, sometimes Absolutely. I don't do the best job of like getting to know who the guest is and where they're at, you know? Um, yeah, it started, I mean, I've just been making videos ever since I was young, like grade five, grade six, just like fucking around with the camera, making like funny shit and then like little, even like short films. And then, um. Just uploading them on Facebook and shit like that. I probably, honestly, if we found the Facebook ones, I think I'd be canceled for sure. Really? Like, you know the humor back then too. Like, yeah, I still use like, it. Yeah, you probably do, but like, gay jokes could fly and shit, like yeah. crazy shit. I remember what we were doing, but um, shit like that. Just messing around with friends, making funny skits and shit, and then getting into YouTube. Um, and in high school, I was kind of always good at video, like all sides of video, uh-huh. like. The filmmaking side too, like editing, directing, and shit like that. You have so, to have your touch on it. I think, especially if you're sure. creative, you have to be able to do that kind of stuff. That was the thing with YouTube too. Everyone that was coming up, like you got to be multi layered. You got to have the on camera shit, and then you got to also be able to be your own producer, right? That's all the YouTubers that make it kind of do both. Yeah. So I was good at both. I, I always knew I was going to do something in film, um, and I was like applying to go to film school and shit, and. Um, but we started uploading shit on YouTube and it slowly started getting traction, like 10K views and then 50K views. And so then like huge. Remember when you first 10K? Bro, it's sick. And there was this thing. Um, Did you jerk off, you think? Did I jerk off to the views? I mean, not to them, but when you I saw- think I might have jerked to my first YouTube check. Yeah. It was like a grand. Ooh. Probably. Well, that thing's damp, cuz. Bro, it was lit. And it was like, uh, it was called like the YouTube Partner Program. And I saw like other YouTubers, they were like making a living off YouTube. And I was like, no fucking way you can like make a living off YouTube. Like you just get paid to upload fucking YouTube videos. Like that sounds like the dream to me. So we kept applying and we kept getting denied. And then eventually we got it. So we would start making like a thousand bucks a month, 2000 bucks a month, you know, like just enough to kind of like, you know, just fund some shit, like do videos and shit. And then, well, um, then you're a business at that point. You become a businessman. Yeah, I guess so, right? Like in Kinda. a way, it's like business. You know, it's like you start to create something. It makes some money, and then that's when you're like, okay, now this is a business. Yeah. So I, I was in film school and shit, and I told my parents, I was like, I think the videos were getting like you know hundred thousand views, and I was like, yo, I think if I want to ever do be my own boss and do anything in this fucking like genre or whatever, I think this is the way to go. Just like build my own shit, be my own boss. And then I can kind of do whatever I want when I kind of make it right. And what was their response to that? Were they they they, they, they believed it? in me because yeah they they kind of believed in me and they saw like the money coming in. I I think it was like blind faith to be honest, which was cool. Like a lot of people say like my parents never fucking supported me, but mine was like the opposite. Wow. So it was pretty cool. 
But um, and then we moved to LA. I say I worked at a golf course, so I saved up like all summer, just fucking slaving at the golf course. And were you meeting? Was there some cool people you would see at the golf course? Oh yeah, all, it was like all my buddies. I think like actually, yeah, four people that work for us now. They worked for me. They worked with me at the golf course. Really? I got like six of my Canadian buddies. Yeah, from back home. And they all work with us now. They all live in Cali too, wow. which is sick. Yeah. Yeah. The golf course was lit though. We need more Canadian imports too. Cause it's kind of not fair. Mexican does all these people, you there's know, so many, like, there's so many importing of Mexicans, right? Right. It's like, they, there is a lot of Canadians though too. Yeah. But I'd love to see a ton of them just rush over the woods at one point. You know what I'm saying? Like, like one like, of those, what's it called? Those, uh, what did Trump call it? Um, when like a shit ton of them come across the border Oh yeah. Like once. a migra- uh, Fuck, what's the word? Like a Kumbayanya? Huh? Like a wave? No, he called it something like, like it was a, a really good name. It was? Yeah. Can you look it up for us, Zach? I think it's like a quinceanera. I don't know. It depends on how old they are. Um, but, but yeah, one of those. Just like a huge... Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Dude, if you had a bunch of Canadians roll in, dude. We should kind of organize And that. then they had to fight in fucking like Ohio or something. Yeah. yeah. And then what the, like ICE has to go to the Canadian border and like keep everyone out. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Dude, how weird will it get when we have to hire ISIS to come protect our borders? ISIS or ICE? Oh, both probably. I mean, it's getting pretty dicey down there. We had a border patrol agent on and he said, it's just crazy. He said, it's, really? Bro, he said, it's bananas. He said. Well, first of all, the cartels own a lot of the land by the border, or they like hypothetically own it, right? So, if you're bringing across a, 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 an a, a, I don't know, we call it illegal alien, a migrant, somebody who's coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have to pay those. the The cartels have to be paid for you to use that part of the land to get to the border. Um, so there's all really. The, <clears throat> so there's like a whole there's little levels of business that are going on on that side, right? And then. A lot of times that you pay a certain amount and they just guarantee that they'll get you to the border. It's like for like- So this is like Mexicans paying to come to the US. Right. Wow. And then you got to pay, it's like an extra, like sometimes they'll hit you at the last minute. It's like 200 more if you want to get over. You're like, what the- So the cartel's making money off all these people traveling, trying to like escape to the US. Right. So it's just a whole fucking money grab. It's a huge racket. And then a lot of times they'll get- crazy. They'll get people there and then they, um, if they get busted, a lot of times- the problem that the guy was saying was that they don't pro there's no prosecution there's no follow-up by the u.s so the border police will like lasso them or whatever i don't know how they have to do it now but um but then they don't get prosecuted so like a month later it's the same dude running across with like that shit to me is like i'm canadian too but i mean it's so crazy that the u.s like isn't allowed to have like a border i, know. I don't know it's so to me like it's so dumb how people don't understand that like it's the, it's not like you're racist or anything. It's just like no. every country has to have a border. Yeah, you have to have like a organized system. Yeah, like Ronald Reagan had a there was I think it was during the Reagan administration. And maybe Zach, you can look this up where they had you got to sponsor someone who was coming across. So say you were a family that could take care of yourself or that was big hearted. You know, you could say, okay, we're going to sponsor Hector. You know, or Oscar. Uh-huh. You know, and he's going to come stay with us and we're going to, te- you know, he's going to have like an, a, like a, uh, not like a parole officer, but almost like this social parole officer here in the U.S. so yeah. that there's a level of um, uh, connection. So then like the the ICE or whoever, the, the authorities would have this American person that's connected to the person who's coming over. Right. So it's kind of like a program, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, you got to have some sort of system, right? Yeah. Amnesty for illegal immigrants. Let me see it. At the nations. 
Yeah, so basically, uh, Ronald Reagan cracked down on that, but he did have a thing that if you were in there before 1982, you had amnesty, which is kind of not protocol for the right typically, but um, I think you're right. He did have like a program where he kind of sponsored people. There was a program, yeah. Anyway, it's just been interesting what, what went on down there. But um, okay, so we have Nelk. You guys get it put together in Canada, right? Yeah. And then you're doing good. Now, at that point, when you roll out of here and you decide to come to LA, did your whole family come? No, okay. it was myself, Jesse, who used to be with us. Yeah, and, I love uh, it. And two other guys, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Jesse came with us too. And yeah, I think I was like 19 at the time. I'm 28 now. So it was almost Damn. 10 years ago. It's crazy to think of, bro. And yeah, we like just going to LA, you know, like landing at the airport, you see the palm trees and I know, shit. Uh-huh. Like, and, um, yeah, we were pretty broke at the time. Like, we saved up money and shit. But also, if you're Canadian, you can't sign a full year lease. Because, uh-uh. like, you don't have a SIN number or anything like that. So we got rinsed with the fucking, like, short-term rental shit, too. So it was, like, kind of expensive to stay, you know? Yeah, yeah, because they bite you pretty hard on that. Yeah. So Damn. so we had to deal with that, too. And then, but, yeah, we, we we hit, like, our first, like, viral video. We did, like, the Coke prank on Cops. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. We put, like, a bunch of Coca-Cola in the trunk of a car. Yeah, yeah. And then we, like, yeah. got put, we, like, parked in a suspicious area. And then we told the cops we had cocaine and they arrested us. And then they saw the Coca-Cola. That one has got like 50 million views now. Fuck, it's so crazy. Yeah, that was our first big one. What is something like that gets 50 million views earn you? Like what can it earn you? On? I don't think it, we didn't make anything off that. Wow. But theoretically, I guess 50 mil. I mean, some people make a thousand per million at the lowest, but you could make, you can make like 5,000 per million. So that could be anywhere from 50K to 250K. Wow. But then it also just gets your name out there, which also has yeah, just as much value. Yeah, For sure. Either way, there's a lot of value with it. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, we might not even be here if we got paid off YouTube because you get really comfortable too, right? A lot of those kids fell off that like they were making a lot of money off YouTube and now they're kind of nowhere to be found. So I hope they like saved up money and shit. Yeah, like, or you knock a chick up, you think it's a wrap, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, you definitely kind of get used to that. Um, okay, so then at what point does kind of the, the podcast, you guys become this... Do you get And then a- I think we just like we did uh six months LA, six months Canada, six months LA, six Cause you months had Can- to because we had to. Damn. You can only be in the country for six months. And also we couldn't really afford it. So we'd go back to Canada, live at our parents' house, and shit always slowed down when we went home. Really? Because you're not around like like minded people and shit. Like you're in LA and you're like, dude, I- we went to a party once with fucking like our first time there, like we ended up at like P. Diddy's house. Yeah. And fucking like you see like Bieber and Kendall Jenner and like French Montana and shit. Like, just like cool. random ass people. Like French is a nice guy. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Um so, so it's just like and then you go back home and it's just like, you know what I mean? You're going to visit your buddy yeah. at his farm or some shit. Yeah, like, fucking it's just Arnold not the same. got a new cat. It's not the same as P. Diddy, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's like people watching animals fuck and they invite yeah. you over. Or Everyone's you know, watching like, hockey back home and shit. Yeah, it's more chill. But, people are yeah. drinking in the garage or 100%. whatever. You know, everybody's afraid to beat their wife. Yeah. That kind of shit. Exactly. You know, typical Canadian shit. <laughs> um yeah, that had so that had to be fucking wild then because you get so amped up, you guys are cruising and you go back home. Yeah. Now, but people started to look at you guys as like freaking young legends when you got back home, huh? They did. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, you go home, fucking, you're, you're the hometown hero type shit. Yeah. All the chicks that you couldn't smash, you're still not smashing them yet, <laughs> but you're getting closer. <laughs> yeah. Every time you go back home, you get a little, little closer. Yeah, you're they, still like this guy's a loser, but yeah, but God, but um, yeah, it was cool. But yeah, one time I think we went home and we we're almost just like. We almost just quit because it's just like we weren't getting views at the time, too. And it was just tough. 
Um, but then we just kind of, we, this is when pranks were like a thing too. I don't know if you followed it, but like, you know, like Vitaly and oh, like Roman yeah. Atwood. It was that like a almost whole killed thing. a hooker. Yeah. Roman's a buddy. Uh, Dennis Rohde, those guys. <laughs> he did almost kill a hooker. Yeah. Right? Was it a hooker? I mean, I don't know. Somebody said he bit the neck open of a hooker. Can we look that up? He just did. I think I saw a little bit. I, I love Vitaly. He's, he's a really nice guy, but yeah, he, I think he's just, just like shroomed out a little bit i think and he has that russian element yeah he's just a nut bar like he was always a nut yeah but i loved vitaly his videos were so funny he's one of the per persons that like inspired me too but yeah. that was sad to see it was crazy right it's fucked bro yeah and i don't I know what he was, was on I, I would assume he probably got into drugs i mean he obviously he's a guy that likes to go hard russian people they want to do like a lot of it seems like kind of bud activities and drugs yes and you know it's like they fucking don't it's like somebody came in at night and fucking made it, took a slice of their brain out and made a sandwich with it, you know? And yeah. they're missing a fucking, it's like a, I can't even explain it. We're actually going to Russia this week. Yeah, I heard that actually. We're going to Dagestan. Damn. So that, that's like out of the danger zone. It's like, I think it's like 20 hour flight away from Ukraine. It doesn't sound like it's out of the danger zone. Though. I think it is. Really? I mean, I don't know. We're going to find out, but yeah. we're going to link with Hezbollah. You know him? Yeah, yeah. So he's I, I never met there. him. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool little dude. Is he? He's really cool. Yeah. You you like I don't know. He's what is he twenty? I think he's twenty. But uh, I don't know. Just when we went to Abu Dhabi, just the like he's very. I don't know. It's like he's his own boss. You would assume. I mean, you're kind of judging him. You think like he's like kind of like a little baby. Yeah. But like he's not. He's fucking. He's whipping out his phone like going live and like he's holding his phone like this like swiping around like he's, doing stuff. He's on it. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. Is it, is it hard to not treat him like a kid? Dude, I felt bad for him. Like when we went to the UFC, it was just like, I mean, this guy walks in a room, every single person in the room, like, you know, if you're a male, female, young or old, they're all asking him for a photo. Even babies, even a two-year-old would come up to him. Everyone wants a photo with him. He's just like this, this guy, you know? Yeah. And I actually, I saw him, I was like, holy shit, I feel bad, bro. Like this guy is like photos everywhere he goes. Oh. Right? Yeah. People probably picking them up and shit too. Oh, I know that. little people hate when you pick them up too. Yeah, I think as it unsettles their system. Google that if we can pick up a little one. Just even like really short people. Like I used to have this buddy that was short growing up mm -hmm. and he was the nicest guy. But like if someone picked him up, yeah. he'd fucking hate it. Oh. He, would, he just like one time someone picked him up and then like they put him down and he just fucking oh. <laughs> snuffed him. Snuffed him in the face. That should be a UFC fight where they just take small people and they, somebody well, picks him up and then sets them both each down. That's what I thought was going to happen because Hasbullah has a nemesis too, right? Oh yeah, that little guy, huh? And he has – that what the, the, the little guy has the same thing as him or it's a child. I don't know what the – condition is or whatever it is no but it's the same thing wow same thing so he's like 20 or 21 whatever and wow. they actually don't like each other oh yeah so like they need to fight yeah they've been saying it for years this little guy's fucking handsome though kind of huh yeah he's a little better looking yeah somebody said he was he was like playing like a young babe ruth he kind of looks like that he looks like el chapo kind of and the guy on the right he's boys with ronaldo Ooh. and then hezbollah's boys with khabib so fuck it's interesting bro it's kind of cool though now since there's a lot of celebrity boxing that i could see as they get older they could do a tag match or they could do you know what i'm saying it's all gonna everything's gonna end in the ring now in a weird way because he got a ufc deal too has right did he really yeah oh wow i think he's gonna be in like the video game or some shit oh it's great but that's that wild cool. can you imagine that pay-per-view i can't even imagine i would watch him fight a cat dude <laughs> i saw a get attacked by two cats one time bro really yeah down what in Hermosa. 
Oh, it was fucking crazy, dude. They, uh, it's just so much more like, of a- Like house cats? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's like us fighting a lion. I don't know. Mats are scrappy. Yeah, but it's still the same thing of a fucking- What did he do? He huh? must have destroyed the cats. He went hard. He didn't do, I mean, he didn't do great, but he didn't do bad. He got I would scratched s- up a little bit? Oh, definitely, dude. Two cats. <laughs> this is two cats. It's 4 p.m. You should have filmed that. This was before they even had. This you didn't bef- think to jump in. They did. Oh, dude, you were you were honestly, you were laughing so hard. <laughs> the rest of your body didn't work. <laughs> was, it's so hard. It's hard to be laughing hysterically and like I think actively jump. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. But God, yeah, that was beautiful, dude. It's not often you see shit like that. It's kind of like a sunset in a way. What the two cats attacking the? Yeah, just seeing them all fight. It is. It's just like a part of life, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for them. And you don't realize it as a regular dude. You see a cat, you're like, oh, whatever, you know, pussy. F-. Some people will yell, you know, or, you know, <laughs> nobody would say that, but even some people will. But, um, but yeah, you see a cat, you don't think about it, but a fucking a little person, even if they come over to your house, dude, and there's a, uh, there's like a, one of those, a wiener dogs, dude, it's on hundred percent. Now that's a fair fight. I think like little person versus wiener dog, just because of the 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 inability of the wiener dog to probably circle as easily, you know. I don't know. I think you're not giving the f- enough credit. I, I know. I know a few little people, and they're fucking. They're kind of strong, bro. Yeah. Like they always have like big upper bodies too. Do you notice that? Yeah. You know, if you're looking for a new gift that uh that will inspire somebody, and help broaden their life and branch their life out verbally, then you want to look at Babbel. That's right, Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million uh, subscriptions. And that's a lot. Think of 10 million people learning something and think of it being a language. And bam, that's Babbel. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Theo. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash T-H-E-O for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. You know, I waste money on different subscriptions, I notice. You know, I got a subscription the other day. I realized I'd accidentally subscribed to, it was like Sherman's uh, shoestrings or something. And they start sending you uh, separate pairs of strings, you know, shoestrings. Just, you know, you got dang, you know, I got 90 feet of shoestrings at the house now. And I don't know what to do. And I don't know how to unsubscribe. That's the problem. I'm wasting money on subscriptions like that. You know, 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. It could be an unused uh, Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. And that adds up. That's why you need to check out Rocket Money. It's the app that shows all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may, you may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That's right. Right now, cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. 
Go to rocketmoney.com slash T-H-E-O. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash Theo. Yeah, I used to watch that show Little People Big World all the time. Did you ever see it? No. Or hear about it? It was Uh -uh. like this family. And I actually used to do a bit about this. It was a family that owned a pumpkin patch, which was insane because it was like the biggest vegetable in the world, right? So like there was like a family of small people in Oregon and they owned a pumpkin patch. Can you bring that up, Zach? There they are. And half the family was little. Ah, and they slang pumpkins. And the tall dude smashes, I think. So so he's he's the only tall guy. Yeah, and the sister oh, too shit. was tall, I think. Damn. Yeah. But they would like That'd be interesting. Like I know being a little person would be weird, but what if you like your father was like a little person and you weren't? Uh, Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of, I've never thought about that. I've never seen that before, actually. I don't know. That's just like kind of interesting. Yeah, this was a big show for a long time and it mm. would, you would just follow the family. But it was, uh, and the father and mother always had discrepancies. Um, but yeah, they had, and they may have had one other son who who was regular hiding. But yeah, that'd be so wild if your dad was little because you always feel like you were probably like going. <laughs> like he's trying to ground you and shit and you're like, dad, watch your tone and shit. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if you come home drunk one time, you're like, yeah. no way. You're like, you're dad, just, just step aside. Yeah. Like, you're not going to do shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of hot in here. Are you hot? I'm good. Okay. So what? So take us through what happens then. So how does the podcast kind of start? Do you partner up with someone once you guys start getting all this traction? How do you kind of like get your business to the next level? Because now you're, one of, you're on the Forbes list, right? You yeah. Guys, last year. For 30, uh, like 30 a, under 30. Yeah. That's unreal. I, don't, I actually don't know what that means, but. I don't right. know. I feel like it's kind of political, but hey, I'll fucking take it, right? Yeah. I don't know how it works. Like, And is that even you in that picture? That's me. That's crazy. It doesn't even look like Yeah, you. I think that was a few years ago. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what Forbes 30 under 30 is, but it sounds good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds amazing, but it's like- a How did you- chicks hit me up about it and shit, so- Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. it sounds good. But yeah. I don't know how I got it, but fuck it. But how? So how do you get from where your channel is going well, you guys are doing well, to like- turning that into like a bigger business yeah i guess i guess the big play that for us was like the happy dad stuff for sure um our merch our merch was always killing it too like oh yeah our merch was killing it but um yeah happy dad's something that i've definitely always wanted to do because like my whole goal is to like yeah i want to i just want to build like a big long-term business that could like outlive me or outlive like anyone part of the crew you know yeah just build something bigger. But yeah, happy that we always wanted to do our own alcohol because we we're always drinking and shit, drinking in the videos. Mm-hmm. So we either wanted to get a deal or start our own. And we were repping Corona a lot at the time, but we were too edgy to like get a deal from Corona. Like, Which is crazy because Corona's Mexico. It's like, have you fucking been to Mexico? Dude? I know, right? Yeah, there's glass in the sand. But like, no, the alcohol industry is like, it's so, it's so political and so like, you know, in terms of advertising. So yeah. I understand like, but- it kind of sucked. Yeah, we wanted to do something with Corona, but they never did it. And then a few other people approached us. We used to be like WME, and uh-huh. they were trying to get us to like start an alcohol, but it never went anywhere. And then I met um I met John and Sam, John and Sam Shahidi at dinner, and they were interested in working with us. And they said, "Yo, like, is there any way we can help? Anything you guys need help with?" And I just told them straight up, like, I was like, "Yo, I want to start a fucking alcohol." I was like, if you guys could do it, if you guys want to project manage that for us, I was like, let's fucking do it. So they found these uh, 
these two guys, the the Butau brothers and their family, they've been in like the alcohol industry. Wow. They're big drinkers. Wow. For sure. We started taste testing it and shit. And it took us like a whole year. So we started from like a, a point, tested it, said change this, change this, change this. Another test, same shit. And it took us like eight different times over like a year mm-hmm. to get to like the product that we have now that we really like. Wow. And um, yeah, that's just going crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. People love having them. You see it all over. You guys do a lot of those great like drops and stuff where like you guys will show up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Steve will do it. Steve shows up somewhere. It's a big shaken hands business, alcohol. It's like an old school business. Is it? Like, yeah, it's, it's all about like meeting store owners, meeting bar owners. Like you got to go and put in the work physically Yeah. and like shake hands, meet people. Like the social media aspect is one thing, but like you got to show up places. You got to travel. It's, it's pretty crazy. Is it's it, an old school business. Has it been a lot busy? As once that became part of it, was, did things get a lot busier than you expected? Kind for of? sure. And then because it used to just be Nelk, we'd upload a video like every week. But then yeah, with Happy Dad, and then now the podcast too. It's like a lot of traveling, moving around, especially with the pod. Like if we want to get the best guests, sometimes you only get twenty four hours notice. Yeah. Like if fucking Elon Musk says like, "Yo, I want to do this," like we got to fly to Texas, jump on a plane, wait around for a few days, right? You just got to be on the ball. And be prepared. Did you guys have to wait for Elon? We did, yeah. It was a funny story. I told it before, but um, what happened was like we, I think it was Sam's birthday, so we took a jet to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had no service. So right when we landed, we got, it was so crazy because John got like two texts. Uh, Steve's channel's deleted. Like YouTube called uh, him and oh, said, Steve's channel's that. deleted. And the the second message was uh, Elon messaged him and says, why is my security telling me that one of the guys on your crew is a security threat? And we're like, what? Like, what are we talking? What are they talking about? And then they said, like, Steven dealing artists. And we're like, what? And then um, then we kind of put it together. Steve in the past when Bitcoin crashed, he made like a funny video, like shitting on Elon and he like blew up a Tesla. Uh-huh. And I think oh. he was like, he had like a mannequin of Elon wow. and he was like <laughs> shooting guns at him and shit. So like, I guess the security, they don't know, right? They don't know. our Right. They just, probably, and they probably think that's fucking. They just see this guy shooting a fucking assault <laughs> rifle at Elon and shit and asking the flight, the pilots, like what's his flight schedule and shit. <sighs> so they saw that and they basically like Elon's like, our whole team was set up at his house. Like they, they were with his kids and like his, one of his wives or whatever. And, um, they, they had to leave and pack up and leave. Wow. And then Steve was like, I feel so bad. Like, and he was also like so down about his channel. So he's like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna sit this one out. Like, I can't even do this anyway. Like I'm so pissed off. And then, um, we kept messaging Elon back and forth and like, it went down like 48 hours later. He just random. He was like, maybe he kept, he just sends like one or two word answers with periods every time. Oh. Only by email too. And then eventually he's just like, all right, let's do it. And then he just pulled up and he stayed for four hours. No. But it almost, it almost didn't go down. And when he pulled up, who went to meet him first? Did you just, how we you- were just sitting in that room right there and he just walked in just with one guy. Wow. Just walked in and he probably crushed like six happy dads. No. Yeah. He drinks a lot. He's got, yeah. He, he's definitely an undercover partier. Does he, or I don't even know about undercover, but. Oh, I've heard some, I heard a great story. A buddy of mine went to like a party his whenever he worked. Well, I think whenever he was seeing like Amber Heard's, right? Okay. And he like asked him if he wanted some spaghetti or something. Okay. He asked my buddy if he wanted some spaghetti and he's like, uh, yeah, I'll have some spaghetti. And so then he just like took some off of his plate on a fork and like put it in my buddy's mouth. 
Really? Instead of like making him some spaghetti, like you know, I uh, think it seemed like you want me to get you some spaghetti. Uh, he's he's a he's a different kind of guy. You Clearly, know? right? And maybe it is more efficient. Maybe it's just all about efficiency. You know, it's just like it's probably more efficient if I just give you some spaghetti that I have uh, and see if you want more spaghetti, then go get you a possibly wasteful amount of spaghetti. Right. You know, but yeah, my buddy said that that was so crazy. And then there was a party where like people would just kind of go around with like a little drug cart and they had like different like. He's a big drug cart guy for sure. Oh, you, I think you gotta be, dude. He if reaches his about... fingers in and kind of, you know, yeah. takes his time, makes a good decision. Oh, I bet he puts all the Coke out of the bag and touches it and then puts it back in the bag. Probably. Oh, God. I Mixes would. it up with uh, some Molly. But I feel Boys like. Boys back home call that a rattlesnake. They do? Molly and cocaine together. Oh, yeah. Rattlesnakes. Hmm. Trying to think if I've ever done anything like that. Mm. No, I saw a guy get bit by a rattlesnake one time. I worked with this dude, Ronnie, right? <clears throat> and he had some kind of, I don't know, he was impaired or something, but uh, he couldn't do, he couldn't swallow, right? So, like, whenever it was like, we would do yard work together. And so whenever, like, he'd, you know, get thirsty, you'd have to fucking give him the water and then kind of like, you know, he'd have to like kind of maneuver him more, you know? Sometimes like we'd fucking put that hose in him, bro, and fucking forget about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we fucking, we'd start playing a game of pool or something and that dude's over there fucking halfway to heaven, bro, drowning mm. out, bro. But that was a simpler time. But um, so then that's really what took y'all to another business level was doing that. Yeah, I think so. Because then you're an alcohol brand. Then you're obviously a bit, you know, you're like you're pushing like, I mean, you guys are everywhere. That's the big play. I think that's our, I mean, I know that's our billion dollar play, hopefully multi-billion dollar play if, if we just keep the momentum going. Yeah. But it all comes down to we still got to make funny videos. We still got to do what we've always been doing. But I think that's our big play for sure. Does it feel harder to evolve? Like it, um, do you think about how things need to evolve? Because I find a lot of times I'm like, do I stay in this space that I'm in mm -hmm. and where things seem good and comfortable? Do I also recognize that like my audience will be getting older as I get older? Right. And how do I manage that? And how do I even evolve as a person? Sometimes I know it's tough, right? Yeah. And then it's like you have your own personal kind of life and your own personal feelings. But do you put that aside for the camera? Do you ever struggle with that too, like type shit? Like um, what people want to see sometimes is maybe not what you're actually kind of feeling off camera type shit. I think I try to stay pretty clear on kind of what's going on. Right. Because it keeps me in a space. But that's also, this is a channel where it's like kind of, it was kind of built that way. Mm -hmm. Whereas that's I think, good. yeah, you guys are more of like a entertainment. We're here. For sure. Somebody's going to die well, soon. 100%. Like, yeah. fucking, you know. I think, I think, uh. We used to do every week on the main Nelk channel, which was like our vlog, whatever. But now we're just doing like once a month because it's just like, yeah, I think for me now I've done it so long too where it's not possible to do every week and it's not possible to put out a fire video every week. So for me, it's just more satisfying now to do like one good video a month, you know, yeah. and do something crazy. Like we're going to fucking Russia and like we're going to see Hezbollah, Khabib and Islam and shit and like. I think that's like a cool video, you know? Yeah. We've done so much shit. We'll still do some pranks and stuff too, but. Are y'all taking Steiny with you? Is he going to go? He's not going because um, he's not, he, we wouldn't give him first like class. Like class issues, yeah. Yeah, because it's like $15,000. I get it. He yeah. doesn't. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah, 100%. You know? 
But so. he didn't even fly his girl first class. Wasn't there a video? He's like, didn't he? He didn't even fly some girl first class. I was going to hang. He's out a with big. Him. He's a big flexor. That guy is he? Yeah. yeah. Do you, yeah. you? I don't know if you've seen any of his shit, but and yeah, he's, he's a, a smaller flexor. guy, isn't he? Yeah. He could wear a watch around his neck. I bet. I could yeah. see him being that kind of guy. Wear like a Rolex neck. He wear he like he rents chains off jewelers. Like he's. He's a big flexor, that guy. But uh, it's kind yeah, of a he tried, lifestyle. He tried. He, he thought that we would budge on the first class. Yeah. So he told us he's like, "I'm not going unless I get first class." And we're like, "Okay, dude, peace." Like, we're gonna go film a fire video. Like, yeah, you're not. Peace coming. out. And then he's like, "Oh, what? Like, they don't want me to come and shit." Like, you guys don't want me to come? We're like, dude, like we can't pay 15k, bro. Sorry, like it's a lot. And he just started as like a on camera guy, right? Yeah. He's picking up Steve's underwear, fucking four months ago. There he is, right there. Yeah. He seems like a decent guy, huh? Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. I like Steiny. But you got to put in your work. Like, you got to, you know. For sure, you don't get the 15, but you don't get that out of the gate, dude. Yeah. Unless you, you know, unless there's like BTS fucking gay activity going on. You 100%. That, you agree, though, right? That's fair. Steiny, if he's watching. Yeah. I think 100%. it's very fair, dude. If he puts in a year of work and kills it, then it's like. We'll and see, kills see. it. Kills it. Yeah, to get 50. I mean, that's a lot for a, yeah, it's a lot. And it's a far flight, man. That's the thing too, I think, not just Steiny, but yeah, employees or on talent, people get very comfortable very quickly oh, they get too, right? In the cloud, people get cloudy real quick. 100%. That's kind of a tough thing because I've, I've long tried to find an assistant and it's tough to find like uh, like an on-camera partner, you know, and it's like, it's tough because you like tried a couple people and some of them are kind of cloudy and you're like, oh, this isn't, they don't get it. You don't have an assistant right now? Uh-uh. Okay. I, I, I feel like assistant. I have the best assistant. Really? He's like, he's gay and Brazilian. Oh, wow. I think I think gay males make the best assistants. Gay males. Wow. Not to be like sexist or anything, but. Cause, no, dude, that, look, I'm glad. Because like, you know, like a girl, if you're a girl, like he can pick up shit. Like he's still a guy. Yeah. So like if you have a female assistant, they'll use the female card sometimes and be like, yo, I'm not picking up that box, like type shit. Yeah. So you got the guy aspect. He's strong. He can do all that shit. But then if you're like sick or some shit. The feminine side comes out and he'll, you know, he's asking me, do I want soup? Do mm. I want tea with honey? So you got that perfect balance of like the male, female. Wow. It's, I think gay males. Dude, I love that. I think it would be nice to have Do you know a, what I mean? Yeah. And now I think you also now, how tender of a gay male could you have? So he's like the gay guy too, where like, I think he's honestly like transphobic and shit too. Oh, okay. So he's like, he, you know. He doesn't like guys that like paint their nails and shit too. Yeah. So we can still like rip on gay people in front of them. Yeah. So like, you know, we don't got to change the way we talk and shit around them too. Yeah. You can still just feel like a regular person. Yeah. yeah. Like I think he's anti pride and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like a special type of gay guy. I like that dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the. Wood... If you ever need him for a day, I'll. Really? Just let me know. Yeah. If oh, there's thanks. a big day that you need him, like yeah. he's good. I'll try. I think I might have seen him by the urinal. Yeah. Same guy, tall guy. Oh, uh, no, that that's just my buddy, Gamble. Oh, the other guy, the yeah. tan one. Yeah. Yeah, I saw he's, him. He's Brazilian, yeah. Yeah, dude, Brazilian and gay. That's crazy. I didn't even know they were doing that. I mean, that's a wild mix, huh? It is. Because Brazil already seems like it has a lot of just gay built into it. There's a lot of gay people in Brazil. I, really? I wouldn't think that, though, but there Look is. Look it yeah. up, Zach. Most gays. <laughs> dude, I remember we didn't, you know... They didn't have a lot of gay, because uh, gay being gay used to be a secret. It was yeah. like, yeah. Isn't it crazy how much has changed? I mean, what, was it not, when did it become legal in the U.S.? 2000, Obama, Obama legalized it, right? Probably. Yeah, it was Obama. Yeah, it was during Obama. 
but I, I think in the black community, they, they're not as accepting of gays in a lot of ways. They call them punks. Yeah. You know? Well, all the rappers would like, they've dropped like oh, homophobic it's crazy, right? shit all the time. Like Lil Wayne's dropped it so much. They can be, 50 Boosie's cent. always on it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, come on, man. Boosie's fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, I guess black people don't like gay people. Yeah, I think they just don't. I think it's just... But that's why they need that conquistador gay dude. That's what I loved about Tiger King. It was like, all right, now right. we got a fuck. Because he's gay, right? Oh, yeah. Now we got a, there's a fucking fly in the soup right here, dude. Yeah, he was at, right. he was shooting people and fucking and doing drugs and fucking, you know, eating tiger meat and shit. He was doing it, man. He was like, I'm a fucking gay boy. You know, he was like a wild west that's, gay. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, man. Do you think there's a lot of, and I know you probably see this more because you're getting, I mean, you're, how much is your business worth now? Do they say that? Um, I think Happy Dad alone this year will be worth $250 million Wow. Valuation. And that's, a, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Um, but there's a lot of uh, wealth-induced homosexuality. What does that mean? It means you get so wealthy and you've had so many opportunities with women. That this you just happened, turn gay? It happened in Rome. It happened in Rome. The people were so powerful. They'd had sex with all the women that they started having sex with men. Because you and, hear that a lot in like Hollywood and shit, right? Yeah. Like I heard like P. Diddy's gay or some shit or like. Yeah, you hear P. Diddy. Who else do you hear a lot of times? Vin Diesel. Really? Because they just get bored. They could get any chick they want. So it's like a new challenge. Like it's like a power thing. I think so. Well, I think that's part of it. It's like ah. once you get so much women's, the last thing you can, you know, you're trying to sneak into a dude's butt that don't want you. You know, Damn. not to make it so, but it's like, what's the last thing on earth that I can't get? Some straight dude, you know? That's 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 pretty weird. I hope I don't get that successful then. Do or you, maybe, maybe I do. That's what I'm saying. Know. It's like <laughs> at a certain point, you're that's like. That's what's at the top. Yeah, I think it just happens. It's like, you know, because you've had everything else. You know, you kind of get to this other place. Um, which all, which with uh, the podcast, with the Full Send podcast, mm -hmm. right? You guys have had a decent amount of turnover on there. Like, is that fair to say? You think of like hosts? Mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. What has it been like? Is it hard to keep hosts? Is it that it's a challenging show? Is it that I know you guys travel around a lot and so – People need to be here and there. Mm -hmm. What has been like, <clears throat> what has been some of the kind of journey with that? I think at the beginning, we were just kind of just having fun with it, trying new people and stuff like that. Obviously, we had the one incident with Bob, which like I kind of already talked about and shit like that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that kind of like it is what it is. But I think that was like our only real like big host change. But we've subbed in like Salim or like Steve, like yeah. which we'll still continue to do. And now we got Brad that is on it most Bradley of the Martin, time yeah. too so it yeah it is tough i think i think we recorded like four episodes of the pod before we even released it because we just didn't know anything about it like we were just having fun with it right yeah and then we finally found one that we liked um but yeah it is it's interesting the podcast is fun though i love it because it's something that i could do no matter how old i get yeah right and you get to meet so many fucking cool people yeah like elon trump like yeah what yeah. was that like when when, OJ. So, when um once elon sat down with you were you do you find is there a lead person who kind of takes the lead and breaks the ice do you kind of wait back a it moment? was it was 
I kind of took lead a bit on that one. But yeah, it was a bit awkward at the beginning. Because I was like, you're kind of nervous too, right? Yeah. I'm not like some fucking TV show host or some shit too. Like it's Elon Musk. I'm I'm pretty fucking nervous. Yeah, Straight dude, up. I use Twitter. He, uh, you know, it's like I use the it. car. Yeah, it's like I can't know how to get, I still can't know how to get into a Tesla. I know, right? You know, I still can't. I, I don't, do you like Teslas or no? I think once the truck comes out, if it ever does, and that's the part that pisses me off the most is that he hasn't brought the truck out. Mm. And I don't know why. It's like, what the fuck's going on? I just don't like Teslas. Yeah. Other cars, I, I think they just look kind of whatever. Yeah. They, I don't know. They look kind of like a bat. It looks like if you get in there, it's going to take you to meet some dude. Yeah. It's just, I just don't fuck with Teslas. I don't know. I guess the whole energy thing, but I maybe I'm a scumbag. I just don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't want to run out of battery on the road. Like, yeah, you also don't want to tell. You don't want to hike to somebody's house in the middle of the night and be like, "My battery's down" or whatever. It's just not. It's not for me. I'd rather just go to the gas station. Maybe I'm fucking up the world, but it is what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I pour a little gas on the outside of my fucking car, dude. You know, I'm not always a good guy. Yeah. Like I like the fucking smell smell of gas too. too. Oh. Dude, if you sit in one of those old cars, it's like a Chevelle or Chevrolet or you know Chevy. And you fucking those ones that just when you get in, it's like that. And you, you know, always you like always this. hate you always dread going to the gas station. Yeah. Like you're like, fuck, I gotta get gas. But then when you're actually there and you're filling it up, kinda nice. And you're kinda chilling. It's kinda therapeutic. Yeah, it you is. You know what I mean? Yeah, But I hate getting gas. Like when I'm like, fuck, I gotta get gas. Oh. But then when you're there, you're like, This is kinda dope actually. Like you're just chilling. You yeah, know? It's, yeah, it's nice. And you sometimes you feel like, oh, maybe I'll meet a chick here. It never happens. Never. But sometimes. Never. There's like a chance. It's always just some dude, like some dude who looks kind of like a mixed guy. And he's, <laughs> uh, I feel like he's in like a Celica or something. And he's fucking pissed or he's busy. Yeah. You know, or it's some angry Middle Eastern dude. I'm like, how? Ang- how's every Middle Eastern dude angry? I know. <laughs> like, can we get like seven Middle Eastern dudes that are fucking pleased? I you know. know? Um, you can't fuck around with Middle Eastern people, dude. They're serious, man. Because I think they've been through like they live in sand, right? <laughs> to live, true. To live at the beach, but nowhere near the water is fucking. And it's not like Arizona sand or like no. It's like sand, yeah, like a lot of sand, right? Yeah, some of it's quicksand, dude. Can you imagine? Some of it's like, hey, guess what's in here? More sand, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucked. Dude, that's like when- That this... might be the worst way to die. Oh, oh, Would yeah. Would that be worse than drowning? Do you make quicksand? a video on the way out? I don't think you have time. I think you got a couple minutes. How fast does quicksand do? If we can look it up. Yeah, that's a good question. You're standing there in quicksand, it starts to go. And I think the suction kind of gets you pretty good. So, And the more you move, the quicker it goes. At least if you're drowning, you have a chance too, right? Like yeah. you're fucking- you can get through it, but quicksand, you're just, you're fucked. You got to make a video. And then you have to throw your phone far so it doesn't go down with you. <laughs> you see one <laughs> centimeter per second. One centimeter per second. Think about that. That's pretty fast. How tall is somebody? I don't, I think that's irrelevant to that. It's just like one per second. Oh, but, it's kind of relevant. Yeah, it's, I think it's pretty relevant. Because then you see how many seconds you have. But I think people are like, what, 180 centimeters? So you got three minutes. Damn. Bro, that's some time, bro. We should try that. <laughs> but like if there was no way to die. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That'd be like a cool challenge. It'd be a cool game show. Dude, I always wanted to make like this kind of weird kind of Japanese style game show where you get two guys to like two like 
just real rural fellas, you know, people uh-huh. that are just, you know, that believe mostly in cum, you know, and they just eat as much as they want, right, for a couple <laughs> days. <clears throat> and then you sit them up each in like a tree and they both like defecate down like a like onto a scale, right? And whoever does the most wins like something. Whoever shits the most? Yeah. <laughs> But you don't see any of the shit or anything. It's like, it's all kind of hidden. Maybe you see the shadow of it kind of. Okay, okay. And you have like a host. So there. not like see-through tubes. Yeah, no, nothing. It's nothing that You gets... just see the scale and that's what's really publicized. Yes. You see that's the scale cool. and there's like a host up there asking him a couple questions, you know, what you got left, buddy? You know? <laughs> Come on, Ronnie, you pussy. You know? I like that. I just think that there was, I think that that would be kind of a fascinating little game show because a lot of guys, they, you know, the best thing they can do is shit. I feel like there's guys out there that they feel like that's what they fucking do. Yeah. I love, I love a good shit. Oh, it's I, fun. I spend, I think too much time on the shitter. Do you really? I think like, I just get like a lot of good work done there and shit. Like when you're sitting down to take a good shit. Yeah. Pull out the phone. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of creative on the shitter too. Like I'll think of ideas there and shit. I feel like it's not a good shit unless your legs fall asleep. Like right when you start to get that tingle, you're like, all right. Yeah. It's time to wipe up. Yeah, it's time to fucking tighten up. Yeah. Get back out in the world. 100%. Um, I remember, yeah, one time defecating, I was in Cancun, and some girl, this was during spring break, came in and um, just did sex on me right there. When, when you were shitting? In the bathroom, yeah. So that's like a Blumpkin, no? I don't know. I don't know where wow. she's from. Or I don't know who she, I don't know her last name. So you were on the shitter? Yeah. I was and on, she started just like riding you or some shit? Yeah, it was a nightclub and I probably could have been doing drugs. I don't remember, but yeah, I remember that. Well, that's pretty awesome. Mm, yeah. that's, I mean, it's a pretty legendary story. It was a lot, man. Yeah, in the it, moment it was probably kind of weird. Yeah, it was a lot because I felt like it was like a setup. I'm like, nobody would do this, you know, so it feels like you're like getting set up for something. Damn, you know? I got I to gotta do that. I don't know. but And also I think there was the nightclub and there was like kind of – it, they had like too many smoke machines in there, so there was like a lot of uh, ambiance, you know. Mm. But I remember that man. I forgot all about that man. Praise God. That's pretty legendary, though. It was something, man. You know, you just every now and then that something, you know, the light shines on you. You know, hundred percent. UFC two eighty three is taking the MMA action to the next level this Saturday. There are two titles on the line. And one bout is a historic UFC match with Figueredo facing Moreno for the fourth time. It's going to be a banger. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets. That's free bets instantly. That's right. They're going to have some crazy matchups. I'm so thankful that UFC is back. I'm sure you probably are as well. Download the app now. Use code THEO. New customers bet $5 on UFC 283 and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THEO this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This new year, you've got goals and factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list. You know what I'm saying. 
with factors ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. Imagine that. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dinner. Get factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, the prepping, the julienning, the shredding, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie or veggie, and protein plus meals for people trying to beef out. They are on the menu each week and they change constantly. Head to factor75.com slash Theo60 and use code Theo60 to get 60% off your first box. That's F-A-C-T-O-R, the number seven, the number five, dot com slash T-H-E-O, the number six, the number zero. That's code Theo60 at factor75.com slash Theo60 to get 60% off your first box. When you uh, when you guys went to see Trump, you guys went on Air Force One, right? We did, yeah. And so, what that was, was the that kind of like? It was pretty cool. I mean, especially since I'm Canadian, I don't know how many Canadians have been on there. Right? Oh yeah, it's kind of huh? cool. I don't know, um, but it, it was cool. I I said before, I personally felt like the interiors like a little outdated. Right. Like I feel, I feel like they could get an interior designer in there and shit. It's big and shit. It's massive, but. I feel like the interior designer maybe should be fired or something. Or does it should, look just more fancy? Does it look it's, like it's kind of boring? Like your know. dad's office kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad's office type vibes and shit. But it was it's it was really cool. Like we were supposed to interview Trump that time. This was right before the election too. Wow. Like right before, and then um. So people we were hating with, him then. Was it the first election or second? Yes. So people were hating him. The second election. First election. Oh, first election. First. Yeah. Ele- oh no, sorry, second. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's when people were really, really hating him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So because at first he kind of represented this underdog type of thing, you know. Um, well, you think when he ran against Clinton, people didn't hate him as much? I think people hated him more the second time. Second time. But the media also always hated him, right? You know, I think that he would have who somebody else would have done a little bit better in his position if they'd had a little. I don't know if he was the best speaker, but then also I don't know why we need the who Trump's not the best speaker. I mean, he's great, but I don't know if he's it connects to people that well. I think he's a, a good human, speaker. I just think know? he has a little too much like baggage. Yeah, totally for, for the average person, right? Like, yeah. But when he made it that far, I remember when he got elected. I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Any of us could be president." Crazy, right? Like fucking. I don't. No one thought he was going to win the first time. I mm-hmm. I was shocked. Oh, when he first came out in the beginning, I was like, "I think he's going to win." So it, yeah, look, like oh, we went that's... we went with Dana. And then we were supposed to interview him, right? So we mm-hmm. thought we were going to interview him. And right. then the last second they came in, they're like, yo, we're not doing it. And we're like, fuck. They're like, yeah, like Trump wants to, you guys to come into his office though. And like, he wants to meet you guys and shit. We're like, and they're like, you could film it. So we're like, all right. So we go in and like Trump's watching fucking like Ted Cruz on the TV. And he's like chirping him, like making fun <laughs> of him and shit. And then they bring Trump on the TV. And he's like, look, guys, look, look, look how skinny I look there. Look how skinny I look. I was just like, no way. He's exactly like TV in real life. And then he's just like, oh, look at the look at these handsome guys, like such handsome guys, like complimenting us and yeah. shit. It was pretty crazy. And then we went to his rally. Uh-huh. 
and he pulled us up on stage for the fucking YMCA, the outro. Like, no you know his, his yeah. getaway song? Yeah. He, he pulled us up on stage and we ripped the YMCA <laughs> with crazy, Trump. Man. And then he, he feed posted it on his Instagram. And we were fucking hyped, bro. Bro, he's never been to a YMCA in his life. I know. He loves it. He says it's the gay national anthem, right? Oh, yeah. But it's just crazy <laughs> that he's never been. There's no way that dude's been to a YMCA. I know. But when he posted that on his Instagram, we were oh, like, holy so... fuck, bro. Like, like, we're shocked. Yeah. Just like, what the fuck just happened? We're in another Like, Air Force now. One, to YMCA with Trump to like... I can't believe this shit. Like, it's kind of crazy how things can just start to happen once things get going, right? And you're like, fuck. How am I in this crazy scenario? Like, I'll find myself at certain people's homes or certain environments, and I'm like, how am I involved in this? Like, we're going to Paris Fashion Week next week, and like, it's like Mike Tyson, me, Andrew Schultz, we're like going to do some runway. It's just like, wow. And it's just like, and well, I, are you going to like, walk the runway and shit yeah like for some company wow. i mean they're paying us you know it's cool that's gonna be pretty sick but it's though. also like how what the fuck is that even it's like what i know right the opportunities that we get are so weird and the people you get to meet yeah i don't think you ever i guess you get used to it but then you don't like do you feel like used to it like meeting you've met obviously so some many people, cool people i've met like recently who did i meet oh i met leonardo dicaprio one night oh yeah that was a little bit Interesting, he, he, probably. I'd seen him a lot at certain events. He's always sitting across, talking real quietly to some girl. Yeah, but um, he's always partying and shit, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. see how he does it. But uh, I thought that that was kind of it was just interesting, you know. He just smiled. He's got all these lines, and he just like he has so much expression, you know. Yeah. Um, you guys That's cool had as fuck. what's that? He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Leo. Yeah. Cool cat. Do you know him? No, I don't know him, but yeah. he's, he's I one mean, of my he's favorite actor. He's yeah. like you know, he's like. Yeah, I mean, he's like so handsome. You're just like, oh, I'm, you know, you're like, I'm not gay, but damn, buddy. Yeah. You know, it's crazy the people we get to meet. It's fucking. Yeah, it's so it's bizarre, cool, especially man. with the fighting, the UFC stuff. That's the part sometimes that's like a little scary. That's, but you think so? Why are you scared when you go there? A little bit, because I know, <laughs> like, I grew up in a neighborhood where people are always knocking the, f I mean, people's dads. Like, I remember the first day in our neighborhood. This dude, Milford, was fighting this senior citizen right in the street. Mr. P uh, Polito was his name. And he threw him into a fucking ditch fire. Like into a fucking- A like, ditch fire? What's that? It's like a- um, I mean, a fire in a ditch, but like- Yeah, just a fire in a ditch. And huh. um, yeah, and he threw him right in that bitch, dude. And then, bro, here's was the craziest part. He fucking came out that bitch, dog. On fire? Yeah, people were fucking cheering. Did he stop, drop, and roll or just go right back he into the scrap? He went straight at him, dude. He was like 200% <laughs> Italian. He went straight fucking at him, bro. I mean, and people were so excited. People were just fucking and drinking Dr. Pepper fucking and losing their shit. Crazy. And uh, and yeah, I think he threw him back in, man. Ugh. Damn. But we just grew up in that environment where people were always fighting. So you always knew that... You know, you to, in order to get to another a different part of our neighborhood, you had to fight this one family. It was always like, you know, there were always trolls under the bridge, you know. And mm -hmm. so, I think there's some of that energy with the with, with UFC. Why you think someone's going to press you there, like jump out of the ring? Well, the most the people who are most enjoy pressing or being pressed are all in that building. True. And so I think it's just a risk factor. And everybody in the fans is like an amateur, you know, in the parking lot at those events, it's just fucking people beating each other's keys out of each other's hands. True. You know? Um, UFC's sick, though. 
Who, who's your favorite fighter? It's so great. Or, I love some, Dustin some Poirier. That uh, fight was crazy. You were there, yeah, yeah. I saw you there. Yeah. That fight was insane. God. Chandler versus Poirier. That's oh. got to be in the top, I don't know what, but that was that was one of the best fights I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah. That was so fucking sick to be there. How Poirier pulled off the W. Yeah, and I thought he'd like, yeah, I think, yeah, it was. it's just fascinating to see those guys. Corey Sanhagen, I like Cheeto Vera. Um, Sugar Sean, obviously. Um, they they might fight again, right? Cheeto I know, and huh? Sugar, that'll be because I think Cheeto Sean thought he's like, oh, I got him, it's done. But Cheeto's like, you ain't got me yet. Dude. Yeah, that'll be a crazy fight. I know, I know, because Cheeto. I don't know if he can not cheat. I mean, Cheeto's he's just, fucking tough. Yes, he's tough as fuck. He's tough. They used to call him like the monkey. He just or looks like scary, bro. Yeah, dude. I went and saw Zach Bryan, the Zach Bryan concert, okay. right? Um, I'm a huge Zach Bryan fan and I go there and I walk up kind of backstage and Cheeto fucking Vera is there, Yeah, you know, and I, you know, Cheeto speaks English good, but it's like, I don't know if it's great enough to listen to Zach Bryan, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, I'm like, it's kind of random, it? right? Oh, it was, it was the most random thing in the whole world, but we hung out the whole time man. we had a blast. So I don't know. There's so many fighters that I like, man. And it, then you get these guys from like. Like rough, like uh, the Dagestanis, all the right? Dagestanis, yeah. That's why I'm pumped to go see because I feel like no one's kind of seen how they like live and train and shit, right? Are y'all gonna go to Khabib's home? Something like that would be so. Very Khabib's there. I hope we link with Khabib. That that's a maybe, but we're gonna go see Islam and he's training to fight Volkanovski. So he's five hours up in the mountains, drive from Dagestan. So he's like in the cold lakes and shit, and they're like living in cabins. I've seen it on his Instagram, but I was talking to their team today. And it looks like we're going to go do it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll try to train like them and shit. Dude, that's because you need It'll to get one of those sick. missile launchers too and shoot it. Yeah. You know, they all have them. Um, but that would be amazing, man. Yeah, I saw him jump in some ice water. Can you bring up a picture of him? One of those guys I don't like. You saw his last fight in Abu Dhabi? Or did you watch it? Was that the one where he fought, he uh, fought Kevin Holland? No, no, he fought Oliveira. Yeah. He's a beast, Islam now. He seems like an asshole, right? Is He's that him? Crazy. I don't know if he's an asshole. He seems pretty. He's kind of like they they play like yeah. the they play like the modest card and shit. But they're always like dripped out in Dior and like mm. they dress like Khabib like drips hard. Does he? Yeah, he's always dripping. Damn. And Islam too. Like he's always like he's got Dior kicks on and shit. I mean, but then they guy, play the modest card. Like right. you know, they they know what they're doing. Right. I live in a sandcastle. Yeah. Yeah. That's why maybe they don't. They're kind of hesitant about paper. Yeah. They're kind of hesitant about us coming to Dagestan. Because they don't want you to so see I what's think, going on. I think they got it made over there. So I think now they're looking on Airbnb and shit. And like, they're going to just like rent a cabin and be like, all right, this is where we live and shit, you know? But Here their real are. house is like two blocks. Khabib's got a fucking mansion. Two mountains over. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, that, cause yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. For some reason with Khabib, I have this idea of him like sleeping in like his childhood bed still and his grandmother's in the other room, you know, making There's like no a, way um, though. Cooking a rock or something, you know? Yeah. But that's what you think, but I, like, there's no way. Yeah, like it's Khabib. He's loaded. Yeah, he's, I guess. Loaded. he's loaded. Huh? And there's nothing to spend money on. Nothing. He gets everything for free. Because when you're famous there too, like if you're like Middle Eastern like royalty, that's like next level shit, right? Like when you're worshipped over there, I feel like it's different than here. Do you Have agree? you seen some wealth like that? Have you been around some wealth and you're like, okay, this is some. I don't know. I've I've been to Abu Dhabi twice, and I just know those people are so proud of the people that, you know, because Dagestan's kind of close to the Middle East too, right? It's like right on the southern part of Russia, I think. We'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess. So what, I feel like they worship those guys too. Like those guys are like he's like um, especially in the Muslim like religion too. Yeah. Those guys are gods. Like Khabib's a fucking god to those people. Yeah. So he gets everything for free probably in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, everywhere he goes, like Saudi probably. Dude, that's so crazy because that's like a that's a world where there's like. You know, the, even a shat like in the shadows, there's things going on. Everyone's going there too now. Middle East, you notice that? I see everyone going to Dubai, Saudi really? Arabia. They're like low key. They're they're taking over low key. Damn, they're coming up, bro. I'm kind of start to wonder what's going to come up next. You know, because America's kind of become this like it's definitely changing, huh? I think well, you're so. Canada. I think, you're yeah, Canada but guy. Canada's changing too. Canada's worse, bro. I mean, after the whole COVID shit, it was it was bad there. Like Canada was fully locked down for like two years. Wow! Like it was fucked. And like when when you go home too, like you notice. Like when I went home one time, like people like look at you and like back away. Like it was like it people were brainwashed there, Damn. straight up. It was very sad to see. Like it was crazy. And they're so nice there. They just they almost are willing to be more brainwashed. But they I turned think. into assholes quick. Yeah, yeah. But they were very brainwashed too. Damn. Like COVID's on every TV, every news. You walk into a restaurant, it's on the TV. It's is is crazy. But I think that kind of slowed us down a little bit. And then yeah, I think people are just too pussy in North American culture, right? Yeah. I mean in America is like I think people didn't know what to do. The media really controlled a lot of that narrative too and scared a lot of people. I think that's one thing we learned from COVID is like, wow, the media is powerful. Yeah. Like it's actually scary. Do you yeah. find? I mean, no, tech is the new fossil fuel. That's what I say all the time. It's like whoever owns the bandwidth, that's it, you know? People keep talking about oil and all this bullshit, dude. It's like it's whoever owns the fucking bandwidth. Did you see that new GP chat thing? Did you see that thing? What's that? Zach, see if you can pull that up. It was, um, I think we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, I got to go out to dinner with Jordan one time. So he, his wow. daughter lives in Nashville, right? So he came in. And we all went to dinner, and they eat meat, bro. They eat, like, yeah. at the end of dinner, it was just- Is I mean, he they, American, or is he from- Because he taught in Toronto. Yeah, he's Canadian. Oh, is he? Yeah. So they Damn. eat meat, and at the end of dinner, there was just literally a plate of bones in between them. Damn. Meat and, like, seltzer water. Really? And I mean, like, a plate of- They're almost, serious? But, like, they just- What's just their, like, carnivores or some shit? Yeah, they're dang carnivores, dude. They're just, like, um, <laughs> North American carnivores, I guess. Or, you know, some type of carnivore. Yeah, where we say, yeah, the media, yeah. I guess, yeah, that's one thing I just learned. It's like, it's crazy. Like, that's why I just feel like there's just got to be some, like, elite level of people just, like. It feels like it, huh? Yeah, because, like, they just put something on a screen or, like, they put it on our phones. And then, like, we look at it and, like, we just believe it. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, they could put anything on our screens, on our phones, and you're just going to, like, you're going to obey. It's fucking nuts. It's gnarly. Did you see that show? It's called Don't Pick Up the Phone on Netflix? No. Okay, so this is unbelievable. So some man, right, a man, was calling McDonald's's, okay, mm -hmm. or Hardee's, but mostly McDonald's, and he would talk to the manager, right, and he would say, hey, this is uh, so-and-so with the something police department, um, we have access to you guys' closed circuit cameras, we saw that a staff member had stolen some money, right? Um, do you have a staff member that looks like this? And they would describe the staff member. And then they would say, yeah, we do. And they would say, okay, can you have them come into the office? So this this police officer is talking to the manager. The manager has a staff person come in the office, right? It's a woman. 
And then the police officer's like, okay, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to come down and strip search her, or you can do it for us over the phone. You can ask the employee what they want. So they ask the employee, and the employee's like, well, I'd rather have you do it. I know you. I don't want somebody to come down here. I don't know, right? So then the guy's like, okay, we need you to have her take her shirt off, right? And it keeps going on until the employee is like completely naked, mm, like it. bending over, spreading their ass, spreading their, you know, vagina, you know, vagina, you know, vajiks or whatever it's even called, um, lifting their tits <laughs> up, right? Okay. <laughs> then at one point, right? It's insane. And all this is on the cameras in the McDonald's, right? So then at one point, the manager's like, I've been doing this for an hour and 20 minutes with this employee. I got to feed people breakfast out here. And the, the officer's like, is there anyone else you trust that you could have finish up the strip search, right? And she's like, well, my fiance, I guess he could come down and help, right? The manager's fiance comes down, right? And is now on the phone with the police officer. This lady's been there naked for an hour and a half. The officer's like, yeah, I need you to like smell her body for like drugs and then i need you to like have her lay over your your knees but is the officer real or they're just the officer's not real yeah and so but these people don't know it it's like this it's this system that happens in your head when you get a little bit of direction right and you start to follow it and by the end this man is this man who doesn't even work in the mcdonald's is spanking this woman right then the the officer says, "This is like actually happened, bro. This happened in like fifty locations. What? And there's a video about that. There's on a Netflix? documentary about it on Netflix. Okay, what's it's, it called again? It's called Don't Pick Up the Phone. Okay, bro, I was laughing so fucking hard. In the end, this girl gives the man a blowjob, dude. Okay, that's gotta be fake, no? No, they had it right there. Shit. The guy went to jail for it." What? And all he was trying to do was help his freaking wife, who's a McDonald's. That's fucked. Okay, manager, you got to be a bit dumb to believe that, though. Right? Well, you have to be, but there's this thing where it's like when you start to believe a little bit. What is that called, Zach? When you start to believe something a little bit, like uh... no, it's a it's a system that's in there. But it was just man, it's unbelievable. And finally, like they they start to figure out who this guy is, and uh, I won't tell you what happens. But this guy had been doing it for like 10, 12 years. Wow. Call and, him McDonald's. And he just got. He just got a kick out of it yeah. type shit. It's pretty fun. It's, it's kind of a good prank call. Bro, unbel- the, the the level that it went to was just- I mean, What if it just started out as like a funny prank call and right. then like he's like just kind of fucking with them and then they actually did it? I'm sure. Well, people were blowing each other. People were- um, They had a lot of instances, yeah, where people smelling each other's butt. Uh, just things that were wild. just really graphic, you know? That's wild. Can you imagine you're at a McDonald's, you're getting strip searched? You're fucking 18 years old. <laughs> I would just old. quit, bro. Straight well, here's the best yeah. part of that call is at one point the janitor comes in, right? He picks up the phone, he listens to the dude for like 10 seconds. He's like, oh, this guy's just fucking playing around. Yeah. And hangs the phone up. Fuck. McDonald's is fucked. I worked there for like three shifts. Really? Back in the day, yeah. Yeah? But it was so brutal. Like I was just like, fuck this, bro. What was your responsibilities there? So it's so weird. Like when you work in the kitchen, they make the newest person do like the hardest job. It's called like like batch cooking or some shit. And you got to like, like the burgers are on one side of yeah. the kitchen and then the fried shit, like the nuggets and the fucking all that shit. The like fun shit. McChickens and shit. That's all on the other side of the kitchen. And you got to like go back and forth and like do both. Oh. And it's only one person that does it. And like the managers are up there just fucking off like- yeah. Munching on fries and shit. Just saying the machine's broken. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it was it was pretty crazy. And then like some 40-year-old was like bitching at me. Like yeah. I was just like, yo, I'm, I'm out. And then, and then I went to work at the golf course. And just like 
fucked off and worked there. Did you see a lot of celebs at the golf course that came through or no? Was actually, it not we that met. Kind of place? No, actually, yeah. Will Smith came through there once. That's crazy. Uh, and then Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. Was she pretty? She, she was smoking. God. Yeah. And a golf skirt and shit, too. Oh. <sighs> Getting hammered with her girls and shit. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I had more semen in my body than I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what uh, what was your experience? Like, I know you guys had OJ Simpson on, right? Take me through the process of how you pull in somebody like that, and and was there some was there some ethical questions about? I know you guys don't have a lot of ethics. No, we don't have a lot some, of ethics. Was there, but um, <laughs> was there some ethical questions. Um, about yeah, it? you know what? Actually, now being real, we actually did debate it. We, yeah, we've had the opportunity for like months, like on maybe like a year, honestly. And I think he has what? like a right hand guy. Oh yeah. For us, it's usually like when the son's a fan. That's how we get like mostly all our shit. Yeah. Like if they have a male fan and he's sixteen to whatever twenty something twenty eight, he it's probably knows us, right? Yeah. So OJ's right hand guy, his son is a fan, and I met him at a like a Super Bowl party. We were already connected over email, but yeah, we were talking about. It. He's like, I can get OJ for you guys, blah blah blah. But the only condition is like. Don't bring up the trial. Right. And that was like, that was the condition yeah. from day one. Don't bring up like the trial, nothing about 1990, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, like whatever. And then we were debating it. Uh, like a lot of people on our team didn't want to do it because we're like, like we asked like even like Gary V, I think one time too, like, what do you think about this? He's like, nah, don't do that. Like, don't touch that. Like, and we're like, yeah. So we were kind of scared of it too because it is kind of fucked up. Like, do, you know, how would the family feel? Like right. giving that guy a platform to talk. But I think the way we went about it was when we decided to do it, we're just like, yo, like we're just going to actually ask him like the tough question too. We're not just going to go there and not ask that. Right. Like, that's that's, fucked that's up. a good point. Uh, you know, that's actually a really great point. Yeah. By asking him, at least there's that you're doing kind of what everybody wants to yeah. do. And at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, it's not our fault. Like, I don't know. It's the ju- it, I, I'm not the justice system. Like we let on, like we had him on, and right. that's what a podcast is. I would almost have almost anyone on. It's a good point. I don't know if I believe in the not giving someone a platform thing. Yeah, I mean, um, personally, yeah. I mean, we've had guys, and you know, guys that have had sex, you know, crime issues in our, you know, world, and it's like, when do you know if a guy's getting better, if somebody, or any type of thing, you know. When do you know if a guy's getting better? Um, and try to help them just be a part of it. You know, it's like be supportive. It's like if somebody were sick, you try to help them. Um, but with OJ, was it like, and I didn't mean you guys don't have any ethics. I was just kind of clowning. But do you think um, when you saw him, was it hard to get that question out kind of? It was so hard. Fuck. Because he walked in right away mm-hmm. and like, you know. Is he he's big a, or not? He, yeah, he's tall as shit. Fuck. Nice, Fuck. nice, sexy purple suit. Ooh. He's looking fly. Comes in, like, he's talking about golf. Like, he's asking me where I play golf in Cali. Like, we play the same courses and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're talking about specific holes. Like, I'm like, fuck, this guy's a beauty. Oh, because now you have a little bit of a friendship. Yeah, like, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, all right, shut up, dude. Stop being so, stop being so fucking yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll get the knife out. Yeah, I was like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we got into the pod and we're like, you know, again, he was, he's a very likable guy, which is yeah. clearly how he, you know, he got, he did what he did. Like, he's very charming and likable. So yeah, but I, for that one, I was just pounding happy dads. I, I kind of treated it like a prank. Like I was like, fuck, like I didn't want to do it, but I just like, I just kept pounding happy dads. Will happy dads help someone ask a question they don't want to ask you think? I mean, alcohol, it's liquid courage, right? But happy dads specifically? Specifically, you think? I mean, electrolytes and shit. 
It, it can a, help you ask a murderer if they did it. Yeah. It, def- it definitely doesn't hurt. Yeah. It could almost be like a thing that's capable of. Not sure if your cousin killed somebody. Uh-huh. Drink happy dad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was tough to ask. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I did it. Because people were actually pissed. artful. It was like, do you think the wasn't it like do you think the murderer is still out there? Are you? I I think I said first I asked him if he's scared to face God, and then I said, yeah, like do you think the killer's still out there? Yeah, because it's like he's never really went out and looked for. Have you ever even went and looked for him? Like even not. taken a walk. But then after I read a lot of comments like he has bad hips con- though conspiracies and shit that his son did it or some shit. But who knows? the little fat son, I, I mean, don't he's know. Older now, I don't know. But apparently, like. His son was involved or something. Bring but... up the son, OJ's son at time of murder. This is going to be unreal. This is why I stay off Reddit. But have you seen that before I watched like all the documentaries and shit? And like, it was so bad. Like there was like eight domestic violence calls, like pictures of the Nicole, like beaten up. It's pretty sad, man. Oh, yeah, that's guy? his son now, maybe. No, it's an old photo. That's how oh, it is. But yeah, look at the group of the four of them right there. You think that little kid did oh, it? No what? way. Oh, that kid, okay. dude, he would have to run and put a knife like, yeah, no, forward. Okay, I don't know how old he was, but. How much did that kid weigh, you think? He would have had to like have a sword, huh? I think it was just a regular knife. Yeah, he de- he definitely fucking did it. I mean. Yeah, zoom in on that kid, Zach. I don't know. No, no chance. Look at his face a little bit more. Let's get a little closer on him. I mean, no, no chance. <laughs> I think he's looking. He does actually he does kind of look suspicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, we'll see what happens next. Yeah, you know? he does look a little suspicious. It's crazy, man. They say that, um, you know, that girl who died in Colorado, her brother killed her. Uh, that famous little beauty par- parlor girl, Jean Benet Ramsey. Jean Benet Ramsey. Yeah, that her brother killed her. Damn. And he's homoerotic, I think. Um, did it end weird after you said that to him, after you talked about it? Was there a weird I energy? think he I think he tried to keep his cool. We all, we also pulled up in a Ford Bronco. Wow. So. Fuck yeah. yeah. And and <laughs> we pulled up because it was just for the video. We didn't want him to see us, but then like he pulled up at the same time and like he did like a double look. Uh-uh. Like and like I thought we almost blew it right then and there because <laughs> yeah, he's sure. like, what the fuck are they doing in a Bronco? Yeah. It's murder. What if you were listening to that song when you pulled out, Oh, dude? my God. Yeah, no, he was cool after. He kept his cool. I don't think he wanted... He, he's very aware, so I think he wanted to keep his cool and not give a, a good reaction. Did you get a vibe that he had done it? No, not really. Like, he's so... It's hard to believe that he did. He's so likable and, like, cool, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe anyone would kill someone. So, like, you're sitting across from a murderer. You're like, did this guy actually kill someone? I no know. matter who it is. I guess. But no, I I didn't get that vibe. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's it was crazy. It's hard to know. People we got some flack for doing him, but not not that much. Most people liked it. But some people were like, Why the fuck would you give him a platform? Blah, 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 blah. But I don't really give a shit about that shit. I think Ron Goldman's sister started a podcast, I believe, the the man that got killed with her, with the wife. Really? Yeah. The wife was beautiful. With the wife man. of who? With uh, OJ's wife. Oh, Nicole sh- Brown and her friend. They, there was a guy, Ron Goldman, that got killed too. Yeah. That people forget about a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, damn. 
crazy, bro. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it, man. I don't think I could kill. Like, I think I could put the knife in somebody. I couldn't pull it out. Stabbing's kind of fucked. I could probably pop someone with a gun. Yeah, but I think you gotta stab them if you're gonna do it. You think? Yeah, it's more like Rome. It's like you know, like Caesar kind of. Like I feel like you have to at least do it. Like you'll never even know what it. Like at least if you're stabbing them, you're part of like the culture. I feel like know? even I'd lean more to like like a rear naked choke type just shit. Choke them till like, the end. Just I feel like I could do that, but like the stabbing is just like that's fucked. You gotta I don't know mean if I could it. Do, yeah, you gotta really mean it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to mean it, man. That's the thing. I think it would have to Even be- Even like pushing them off like a tall building. That's insane, bro. That's easier though. You like it's think? just, it's just kind of like a push and then you, then you just cut. But like stabbing's like, you're kind of, you got to commit to it the whole way. Yeah. It's like a longer moment. You, they're going to look you in the murder. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you did like a, <clears throat> and you fucking pushed them. Yeah. I would do the fake cough at him. Uh-huh. I think you have to do something, you know, yeah. or just randomly put something there you're going to trip on. Like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> why did somebody put this? Uh, why did somebody put this bowling ball right here? Um, Zach, did you get that audio working? I just wanted to look at that. Yeah, I got it here. Um, All right. Thank you very much. So you're talking about chat GBT, which if you, for people don't know, that's the AI, right? That makes stories out. Like it can make text stories out of anything. Text stories? Yeah, it's just showing you like what is like kind of Text the future story. of even like classwork and stuff could be like. Oh no. How many of you know what chat GBT is? Okay. You make it so bigger? I'll, yeah. Not very many. So I'll tell you what chat GPT is just so you know, because you need to know this. And I don't know what sort of technological revolution this is. Gutenberg press level? It's something like that. This is a big deal. So this... AI system, it's a general language processing model, was released about a week ago, a week and a half ago, and uh, I, I went and interacted with it. You can, it's an AI system, artificial intelligence system. It basically is trained on, well, a massive corpus of, of spoken and, or of text. So it's derived its models of the world from the analysis of human speech, essentially. It, it isn't using real-world data yet, but that will be happening certainly within the next year. So, and ChatGPT analyzes a very large corpus of text, and that corpus is growing all the time. Now, it's already sophisticated enough. I went on to it last week, and I said, okay, some of you know I, I've written these books, 12 Rules for Life, and then beyond order, 12 more rules, because, you know, you can't have enough rules. And I asked it, this is what I asked it to do. I said, write me an essay that's a 13th rule for beyond order, written in a style that combines the King James Bible with the Tao Te Ching. That's a pretty difficult, that's pretty difficult to pull off, you know. Any one of those things is hard. The intersection of all three that's impossible well it wrote it in about three seconds four pages long and it isn't obvious to me for better or worse that i would be able to tell that i didn't write it right right and okay that's, and that's crazy that's impressive, good although you know maybe that's crazy not. i mean just to think that like you go put your information you know the ai shit's crazy you could like, hey, write this novel for me, write this story. I mean, it might not be great, but you'd have like, you'd almost have your ghostwriter right there create like half of the work. That's why I'm trying to like, 
be successful and make my money in the next like five or whatever years before this shit becomes like mainstream. Right. Cause then at, the, at that point it feels like there's not even going to be any value to being human anymore. No, like, and I feel like to compete in society, you're going to need to like do this type of stuff or have like a Neuralink. Right. That's the other thing too. Like yeah. the, the Elon Musk, like whatever in the brain, like yeah. the, the most successful people are going to, they're going to do the, this shit. I just don't want to be a part of that shit at all. Yeah. Nah, I don't want a Neuralink in my brain. Would you yeah. get one? I don't know. I think if it helped me sleep, I would probably get it. True. I mean, the medical benefits are like, that's pretty crazy. If there are some, does it say there are? I mean, that's kind of half of it. Yeah, too. I think he said like it can like cure like Alzheimer's and stuff like that. And like, I think he even said like can cure like paralyzed. Fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, that if that's true, that's insane. But I think just the fact of everyone having like something in their brain, like that's fucked. Yeah. Like the, like then the government has. Right. They, they're in your brain. Like, are they like that thing's probably downloading info. Like, but is it even the government anymore? I feel like the government is like a shell LLC for like whatever bigger, darker fucking money licking lizards are out there. You know? Yeah. I feel like there's just some big lizard licking a nickel somewhere in a fucking bank. What's that vault. thing called? Reptilians or whatever or some shit? Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah. yeah, people believe I think in some of that, like some, you know, reptilian kings or whatever, but it starts to feel like something's fucking going on. That's what I think. Sometimes I think that like, secretly like aliens are like running the world yeah like i feel like they're on earth and they're like i don't know if they're disguised or whatever but i just feel like humans are just so easily manipulated it's like i feel shocking, like huh? i feel like they came here and said like we need to live here but there's like this species here yeah, that we okay. need to control yeah and like they just taught us how to act like humans and now they're just they're just kind of controlling us type shit i don't know that's what it feels like sometimes because like yeah we're smart but we're not that smart no, and we're not that individual as we think. You know, we kind of no. think we are, but then it's like we look at the news. We all look at the same seven news stories every day. It's all very. It's we all go to like four websites now. Remember when there were so many websites like shoesandpussy.net or right? whatever? There was everything, and then now it's just like you know ESPN, fucking you know Yahoo. They don't even, people don't even go to Yahoo anymore. People used to go to that, but it's like it's just like there's just ESPN. Like there's not even like any there's way. nothing, dude. I'll be on ESPN and go type ESPN again. Like <laughs> no, right? Jesus, dude. Just add ESPN Plus. That's it. Yeah, there's like yeah, and that's it. It's like there, you know, or there's betting. It's like it's just gambling. It's Disney like, owns fucking everything now too. Like it's all gotten really strange. It, it's all gotten just so like there's not like any like it's all just gotten down to like three or four companies. Um, yeah, it's I crazy. sometimes think that we don't see any aliens anymore because aliens like they were here a long time or like. They come to Earth and like these people are fucking lame. Like they're yeah. still walking around. They're still shitting in like little, like a little like uh, ornament. You know, like they're out of their minds. Like, True, right? I know things that we take for granted or things that we do so normally. Yeah. Imagine if there was like another species watching us, yeah. and they're like, "What the fuck? Like, why do they do? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why are they doing this? Like, imagine us. We observe animals and say, like, "Oh, that's so interesting how they do that." Like, yeah. we do the same weird type of shit. That if there was a more intelligent species they'd be like why the fuck do they do this like, yeah 
you know? Yeah, we're their nature channel, dude. They're like, oh, this guy's bringing leftovers. This guy's driving from the Italian restaurant with half of a fucking veal parmigiana in his back seat. Right. With his wife who won't shut the fuck up. I know. You know? He <laughs> Sorry, hates her. Wives. He hates her, but he won't leave her, like, type yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Or she hates him, or she has, like, some buzzer underwear that's, like, touching her puss the whole time. It's just, like, <laughs> what is he? And, like, that's why I think aliens don't even come here anymore. It's because they, they like, they know back home, like, that place is a fucking dump. Like, they're like, it's almost like if you go to, like, you want to go to Toledo, you know, no offense, but, you know, I got tetanus there from um, just just looking, opening my eyes in the city. But it's like, <laughs> um, it's just like, they're not even coming here. If, like, if your shitty alien parents are taking you to fucking Earth on your fucking True. alien vacation, dude, you're so lame. I know. It's crazy what the, I don't know what's... I don't know what our fucking future is. Yeah. I feel like it's all going to go to shits before it gets better. Like, we're too far gone, I think. Yeah, I don't know how it gets back. I mean, people have lost their sense of, like, American idealism, I think, is kind of gone. You know, most of the, like, smaller cities and stuff kind of struggle. But then there's still a lot of, like, people there that care about each other and stuff. So I think if shit hit the fan, cities would kind of get fucked up first because people in cities are just going to pop each other cities off and kill fucked, each other. yeah. They're going to kill each other Done. immediately. You don't want to be in the city. But towns will band together, you know? Counties and small rural areas, they'll fucking band together. For sure. You know? And they'll have a lot of weapons, Yeah, you know? like Middle America and, like, yeah. When you go to those places, it's pretty dope. Yeah, people are just chilling. They're eating fucking pie, dude. They're wanting to fuck each other, but they can't. Yeah. You know, because somebody's, you know. That's what, because I, I don't know if you know, but like Canadians hate Americans. Really? Yeah, Canadians hate Americans. Like when I, when I, like that was the thing before, like Canadians don't uh, like Americans. Uh, why? What They happened? think they're like arrogant or whatever type shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I found it cool. Like when I used to go to like the Southern States first, like when I would go to like Georgia or like. I don't know. I just feel people are really nice there. I find too, like yeah. the southern states and like the real like American. Oh states. yeah, people are fucking really nice. Yeah, I think. people are. People yeah, are cool. It's a lot. Of, yeah, America's awesome, man. I mean, there's a lot of great places. We get stuck in these like spaces where we just hear shit out of New York and L.A. Where people are just more concerned about like they're a you know they feel like they don't need America anymore. Like yeah, they're better. Which is than so it. stupid. It's fucking dumb, dude. So dumb. It's so dumb, man. That's one thing I liked. I like I moved to Nashville a couple years ago, a year and a half ago. Is that where you like live? Yeah. That's dope. And it's been great, man. It's like you get to see like, Yeah, Tennessee didn't they didn't budge at all, right? Dude, Feel that like... shit was wide open during the vaccine. Yeah. There were people fucking eating vaccine. I mean, I, no, the, it, people there were people fucking eating COVID, dude. I saw what you said, like what do you, what do we do with our fake vax cards? Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's true, right? Like Yeah. What do we do with them? Yeah, like, do we throw them out? Like, are you going to need it again one day? I don't know. But that was, yeah, I don't, yeah. It, the whole thing is fun. It just, I don't know. And it wastes a lot of people's time. That's the worst part. The thing I hate the most about that COVID was, like, if there was, like, women out there who were looking for love or something, you know, and they're getting all, you know, it's like, it kind of separate a lot of people like that, you know? It's fucking crazy. Thank God it's over, though. Yeah, dude. If they try to do it again, people are going to get shot, I think. Yeah. You know? I know. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 years or some shit. I think it's going to be crazy. What is um some of you guys' business plans? Before you get out of here, man, what yeah. are some of y'all's business plans like moving forward? Like, So you see this. You have this product. You got, you're got you working well with these Shahidi guys. You guys have um, – do you still feel like a creative or do you start to feel like a businessman? Um, what's some of that feel like? Both. I think that's definitely like one of the 
the struggles is like you got to do the creative shit and you still got to do the business shit too, right? Yeah. I, I enjoy both, but um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely is tough. Um, I think, yeah, we're just going to try to continue to grow Happy Dad. We're going to like double our states. We're in 16 states, so we're going to be in probably 32 by the end of the year. Oh, sweet. We're going to launch Canada, which I'm pumped about. Dude, that's like, going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Like it's going to be, that's going to be like a dream come true for me. It's gonna be crazy. Wow, bro, to launch a freaking beverage in your own country. That's so yeah. ill. You've been up there or no? Yeah, yeah. dude. You've done I probably love done a ton Canada. of shows, right? Toronto, best posture Toronto, like, in the world. Best yeah, posture. Yeah. What? Oh, with people? Oh, you see people in Toronto? <laughs> you could barely see them, dude. I've never such noticed a, that. Oh, it's a clean line of human. Damn. You could barely see them. Anywhere in the whole world. Are you going there anytime soon or no? Yeah, I'll probably go. We're doing a bunch of shows. I mean, dude, we've we just we sold like ten thousand tickets in New York. We sold wow like, to one show. Well, I like to do a few different ones. Yeah, that's I sick. I, I like a small. I, I would rather keep a smaller venue. Yeah, than do because it just feels a little more intimate. Hell yeah! You know, you get some of those bigger places. It definitely seems neater, but the, then the people are so far away. You feel like you don't even know them. Yeah, you know. But yeah, we've got we've been doing great. So I think yeah, we'll get up to Canada, man. We're gonna go to Calgary, Regina. We're going to damn Saskatchewan. Uh, Have you been there, Saskatchewan? Dude, I used to go to I've Edmonton. never been there. You haven't? I've been to Edmonton. Yeah, I used to go to Edmonton and get food poisoning up there That's all pretty the time. greasy up there, right? Yeah, it's fucking uh, a lot of people just drinking oil and trying to fuck each other. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But and like, you gotta, I don't want to be racist, but like, the, you gotta watch out for the natives there too. Really? That, I mean, yeah, they don't fuck around. Like, you can't fuck around with them. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, they'll fuck you up. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. In Edmonton? Wow! Yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful. And do they like? Are they on? They're not on horseback or whatever. Like, or, or no, like they're just kind of they're just just there smoking darts, like yeah. having a cigarette, and they'll just they'll fuck you up if you like look at them wrong and shit. Fuck yeah! We should get that sanctioned, huh? Yeah, dude, they should have a little bit of like native versus white. Do it over, you know, like in the UFC. Yes, do something or at least like a small field battle. You know, when I was growing up, we'd go out there to the CWRs out there to the Civil War reenactments and we'd get out there and somebody's daddy would be in it, you know, and there'd always be some fucking chicks out there trying to fucking smash like some of the generals and shit. But uh, that was a big thing in the South, you know, the Civil War reenactments. Yeah, that's crazy. It was huge, man. I remember we'd go there to six, seven hundred people out there reenacting. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Get out there. People are eating. Somebody's got a horn. Somebody's fucking coming out there in the distance <laughs> drinking Dr. Pepper, bro. I'm praying. Uh, God, I miss it. But um, Kyle Forgard, what is, if you, any suggestions you have, and it's kind of a general question you get all the time, but for somebody that's kind of like trying to get into the digital space now, somebody that's looking to like find their way, find their lane, is there any thoughts you would have kind of for them? Like- what I does think that the, look I think like the now? new age now is like you probably know too, but it's all about the clipping shit now, right? Like yeah. even on even on your pod, I see your clips all the time, right? Yeah, you guys too. It's how I keep up with Brad. It's how I know what Stein he's doing. You know, it's like it yeah. helps. Right. So I think I think the most the best thing you can do now is to be like shareable, right? I think, you know, whatever you're doing, just like how is someone that doesn't know you or doesn't give a fuck about you, like what's gonna make them wanna watch your shit? Or what's gonna make someone want to show a friend your thing right yeah it, there's got to be something to it like right like your shit people share because it it's funny yeah like you you know someone's gonna be like yo look this is funny like you got to be you got to be shareable like if you look at your piece of content and there's no reason to share it you're not going to grow especially now it's not like before 
there's so many people doing it. Like you got to really stand out, right? Yeah. You can't be boring. You got to. Yeah, you have to find, I think, what is your unique thing. Yeah. And also editing can be key. So if you have a good editor or if you have a good eye for your own stuff. Like I remember when I first went to colleges, I didn't have a full hour of comedy, right? Right. So I would go and I would show up the day before and I would do like a uh, cribs, like with like the principal of the school nice. or like the fr- a fraternity house. Yeah. And then I would edit and I would interview people on campus and then I would edit it that night. And so then the next day I would do a little bit more and finish the editing. And then uh, when it came time for the showtime, I had like this 20 minute intro video where it was like cut together, looked like a, like a shitty cribs kind of, yeah. but it was with like the principal, you know, or like that's the, jokes. And then like Is a that fraternity. shit still on YouTube? No, I never put any of that. I'll have oh. to see if I can find some of that. That sounds funny. It was pretty cool. But then I had like suddenly I had like a 20 minute opener and then I would do 25 minutes of comedy and now and then I did like 15 Q&A and now I have an hour show. 100%. But it was like you, I learned how to do like those things, you know, and like at least know what I was going to be kind of a domain over, yeah. you know, and how I like to navigate humor and clips. And you could edit stuff together too to make things funny no matter what. Yeah. And now like, I think shit stopped going viral for a bit on YouTube. Like remember when shit used to go crazy yeah. viral? Like the fucking yeah, you guys were Charlie right. bit my finger. Those oh. type like no, but anyone could upload a video yeah, on cannibalism YouTube. Cannibalism or whatever. Yeah, exactly. People eating each other and shit. <laughs> right? Know, they would allow anything before. Well, they had one video of a guy making love to a dog in a park, dude. That was up like forever. Actual penetration. Yeah, bro, it was crazy. Wow. That shit was out there, That's dude. Lit. It's crazy. Horse it's just... porn and shit. Well, it makes you wonder if we'd ever get back to that, you know, where see some guys just staying warm with a fucking St. Bernard. <laughs> and you respect it. Yeah. Getting you know? a blowy from a golden retriever. I mean, that's a little crazy, but yeah. I mean, I mean, that seems You know like, they're going to stay loyal, right? Golden that, retrievers. Uh, dude, I remember the first time I saw a golden retriever, dude. I'd never seen a dog inside someone's house before, right? So I'm over at my buddy's, dude, and this fucking dog comes around the corner, right? And I was like, oh, I mean, it was. Just the beautiful golden. Oh, just blonde hair, yeah. beautiful fucking blonde hair. I mean, it looked like, it kind of looked like uh, like Suzanne Summers. She was like this older model. Bring her up. It looked like Suzanne. I mean, it came around and it fucking looked like somebody like loved it or whatever. And I just remember being like, my God, dude. It looked like her. Right. Fuck yeah. But I'd never seen it. I'd never seen a dog indoors. Every dog I've been around was outdoor dog. You know, and they died out there. I mean, they lived out there too. Yeah. But, um, dude, thanks so much for just coming yeah, in. And like, it, bro. Yeah, I think it's really helpful for everybody to kind of learn about what the Nelk Boys is, what the Full Send is, what it's like, kind of just uh, what your journey's been like, man. Yeah, no, uh, I appreciate you having me. I got to come. I want to come to some shows, man. Yeah. We've never been. Yeah, congrats. I've seen a ton of your shit online, but I, we got we to gotta come see some shows live. Yeah, dude, definitely. We'll get you to one for sure. I'm supposed to hopefully start doing some stuff with UFC. I'm trying, so really, yeah, I want to try to start. We're trying to start figuring some stuff out. So anything you could say or no? No, it's just we're still in like in the inc- incubator stages. That's sick. It would just be yeah. I just like I just love it so much. Every time I'm there, Dude, it's like yeah. Christmas, you know. Even like, like some what like some commentary type shit or like you I can't think say just like that just gets me excited. We're I'd figuring out the you involvement. You know, nice. we're trying to figure out what it could be because God, I'm just so fucking. Oh, it just feels Dude, so you sh- good. You should do that. That'd be sick. I'm trying, man. It just feels so good when we're there, you know? Um, Kyle Forgard, yeah. thanks so much, bro, Hell for yeah. coming in, dude. I got to come it. on uh, Full Send soon. Yes, let's do it when you're back. All right, let's do it. Hell yeah. All right, bro. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but 
But when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite And welcome to Kite Club A podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events Stand-up stories And seven ways to pleasure your partner The answer may shock you Sometimes I'll interview my friends Sometimes I won't And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. (laughs) Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.